You're listening to You're listening to the to a Beer O'Clock the Beer O'Clock Show. You're listening to the Beer O'Clock Show. It's Beer O'Clock and this is the Beer O'Clock Show. My name is Mark and joining me as always is my beer buddy Steve. Hello Steve. Hi Mark, how you doing? I'm doing alright mate, how are you? I'm very well thank you. Very good. Also joining us this week is an old friend of the show and official number one fan, Miles Lambert. Hello Miles. Hi Mark, how are we doing? Doing fine, it's really good to have you on the show finally. Thank you. It's been long enough hasn't it? <laughs> you've, you've held on to that title for a while now it's got to be at least a year uh-huh. I've fought them off so far but they're, you know, they're climbing up the ramparts <laughs> we're doing a very interesting looking beer this week we are doing Jake Head IPA from Wylam who are based up your way I think Miles aren't they they are indeed Tane Valley this is a 6.3% India Pale Ale and we'll be getting to that in just a little bit. Stevie, how's your beery week been, buddy? It's been exceptionally beery. Mm. Um, I spent the weekend in Dublin um, with being looked after by the beer snobs who both managed to avoid falling through any tables uh, <laughs> for the entire weekend. Um, I also got to, to meet Instagramming legend Son of a Gun. Son of a Gervin. Son of a Gervin, who actually has a real name. Um, so uh, I got to meet Pierce. And, and I got to see his Instagram in action uh, actually live oh, wow. and, and the efforts that he goes to to take a stunning photo. Does but he... no, I've had a, had a really good weekend, mate. Drunk some stunning beer um, uh, again. Um, just, just two that I'm going to mention. Eight Degrees had a double IPA called Millennium, which was a 10% double IPA, which was to celebrate their thousandth brew. Um, that was uh, incredible. It was just so easy to drink. You would never have put it down as a 10% double IPA um, and then the other one again was a, a double IPA this was about 9% called Brutus by O Brother Brewing um, so they were my two highlights along with the many 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 other Irish beers I got to, <laughs> to sample um, which which led um, I, th- I think it was it was Wayne that said it was it was like watching somebody on a roller coaster yeah um, going up going up going up coming down here he goes he's coming down he's coming down and he's going back up again and it, I was literally up and down all weekend um, so yeah, um, just just thanks to those guys for um, showing me a great time um, and and having some really good beers uh, along the way. Very good. How about you, Miles? How's your beery week been? Uh, relatively quiet. A um, couple of sort of standout ones, I would say. Um, I had Northern Monk A22, um, which is a double IPA. Comes in a nice big bottle as well, which was uh, really delicious. Really. Um, Durham Brewery do a, uh, I've got a beer out called Raspberry Tart, which is um, sort of full of raspberries as you'd expect. But the tartness is pitched just right with it as well, so it's that was that was really nice. Cool. Um, my beery week has been quiet as usual. <laughs> I did I did get a couple in. Um, I was at a leaving do on Friday night. We went to a the Eagle. Is it the Eagle? Up on City Road in London. Um, Brooklyn Summer Ale they had on. And also a beer whose name I forgot, except it has Hop in the title. It's one of the Brewdog ones. Hop, hop like. Fiction. Maybe Hop Fiction. American Ale. American Pale, is it? Yeah, it was one of their um, It was one of their prototypes from the end of last year that seems to have made a reappearance. Okay, yeah. 
Well, they had that on tap, so that 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 wasn't too bad. Typical Brewdog beer, really. Nothing <laughs> else to say. <laughs> um, and I had a bottle of Axe Edge on the weekend. Oh yes, nice, clean. You can't you can't really fault Axe Edge. It's not really my favourite style, but great it, it was beer. Axe Edge was very much my go-to beer over this past summer, um, purely because I. I picked up a box when because Beer Bods featured it a good couple of months back, and then they had a really good deal on a box. So I picked up a box then, and then I bought some more from Buxton, and then I bought some more from Buxton, um, <laughs> and and then we got one that was in a box that Ebria sent us to try mm-hmm. as well, their Discovery box, yeah. which I'm guessing is where you've drunk yours from. Exactly. Um, yeah, and so I've been pretty much axe edged out this this summer. It's, <laughs> it's it's become my new klaxon. Axe edge has. Well, kind of pipped Halcyon then. And only for only for a while. Because um, I need to go back in and get another box of Halcyon. So. <laughs> right. And of course, there's the Belgian Halcyon coming now as well, oh, which what? I need to try. Yeah. They, they've, they've done a Belgian version of Halcyon. God. Same recipe, but with a Belgian yeast. With my quiet, beery summer, I haven't been keeping up with the news at all. So this is all yeah. slipped me by. Okay, this is the last week you can use that excuse. <laughs> you, you used it last week. Um, no. We're back into it now. You've got to You've got to start keeping up with things again, mate. I've got to go back on Twitter, don't I? Yes, yes, you have. <laughs> Fine. So a Bel a Belgian Halcyon. Yes. Um, as far as I know, it's only in keg uh, initially. Okay. Um, so I'm very much hoping it's going to be making an appearance at Indie Man. Might it ruin Halcyon for you if it's Belgiany? I don't know. By all accounts, it's very, very good from from people that have had early tries of it. So um, I'm keen to give it a go. To be honest. Very good. Anyone else get into the news, mate? You got some news for me? Always news. Here's your pips. Beep, 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 Okay, so we're starting this week's news with some guest news, and we welcome back to the show Claudia from the Independent Manchester Beer Convention, otherwise known as Indie Man. Claudia, welcome back to the show. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me back. Really appreciate it. Um, last week you dropped a load of news about this year's um, convention and you got in touch with us straight away and said, I want to be on the show to, to talk to your <laughs> listeners about what's going on. So um, this right. is your platform. Uh, it's an opportunity for, to te- for you to tell us all about what you've got going on. Let's start off um, with some of the announcements that you made. So um, your festival glass this year is something special, is it not? It is. It is um, the Craft Master One, which I think it lends itself to a lot of jokes. Um, that, um, particular bloggers have already been uh, bantering about, uh, but it's a great glass. I mean, I I really like the glass. Um, it's a bit different. It's going to get people talking, and certainly, um, if if you're not a sort of card carrying beer geek yet, you may have not seen it yet. So it's it's unique, and we're yeah we're over the moon that we're working with Rustal this year, and uh, yeah I think hopefully people will like the design. We've put a lot of thought into it. Um, it'll have third, half, and two thirds markings on it, uh, which can be handy for. 
well, if you want to know what your measure is exactly. Um, and yeah, and actually I can reveal that Rastal are going to come out with a pint version as well at some point soon. So uh, I think that glass is going to take off um, in your sort of uh, craftier establishments. So um, yeah, yeah. We're, we're really chuffed. That's obviously going to be available across all sessions, is it? So yes. everybody's going yes. to get one of those to take away with them as well? Definitely. Yep, absolutely. Marvellous. So um, the next piece of news, and, and this one, absolute genius. You've got the Craft Canning pros, We Can, um, involved in the festival. <laughs> Not only are they going to be doing a special little pack, which we'll talk about in a minute, but they're going to be running a mini canning line where you, you can basically get mini crawlers. Yes, that's that's exactly the idea. So um, if you're at a session and there's something that you think, wow, this is great, and within the next five days, um, I'm going to subject my liver to it again, um, you can go for it. I mean, this is that's the limitation. It's, it's really sort of time constrained. But um, but yes, you can you can have it filled there on the spot, and they'll seal it up and can it for you, and uh, you can take it away. So yeah, we I think um, obviously cans are taking off massively, and and this is just something, yeah, a bit of a different takeaway mechanism, isn't it? So um, it, it should be great. And as you were alluding to, um, what we're doing with uh, our collaborations uh, this year is we're canning them. So should you feel like you like them all, you can take away a six pack. Um, should you feel like you only like one of them, you could take away, you know, a six pack of that. Um, it's up to you, really. Um, but uh, yeah, that, that'll be available to punters to take away. And the ones, uh, the, the collabs will last longer. I think the shelf life is, should be at least three months, um, a bit dependent on the beer um, and the style that... that it was brewed, but yeah, it's it's about portability, about taking it away and and uh, yeah, enjoying it at a later date. Okay, so, so one of the things that the Indie Man beer beer convention is is famous for are your collaboration beers. You've mentioned there that they're going to be available in six packs in cans. What are the collaborations this year? So this year we have decided, um, after last year, quite a few people suggested to us uh, it would be nice if you had a dedicated collaborations bar, would it not? And we thought, oh yeah, well, gosh, we're a bit daft. We should have done it, indeed. Um, so this year we're basically going to have uh, Portable Street, which is a, sort of our, well, portable version of Port Street, uh, dedicated to the collaborations. And um, yeah, so actually tomorrow I'm off to Cromarty for the day to brew uh, with Craig. Uh, we're doing a Bilberry Saison. Um, last week uh, or the week before we did uh, Seaweed Goza with the crazy guys at Mad Hatter. Um, the Weird Beard lot have uh, indulged us with a Gooseberry Pale Ale. And, oh, what else are we doing? Oh, yes, a Slow Wit with Hanging Bat uh, was brewed on Friday. And uh, Fig Stout is also happening tomorrow. And then the final piece in the fruity uh, crown is uh, with Northern Monk. And we're doing a Quince IPA with them. So, uh, yes, fruit, quite clearly the theme, mixed with some styles. And... Um, 
Yeah, I guess the bilberry saison, Steve, won't be on your drinking menu, but... <laughs> it, it's, that's not going to be high on my must-drink list for, for the weekend, that's for sure. Oh, sorry, um, mate. <laughs> give, give us a feel. Uh, you announced 50 breweries um, for this year's event. Give us a feel of, of what we can expect, who we can expect. Um, who are you most looking forward to seeing now? Oh gosh. Well, we yes, it's 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 kind of it's kind of crazy. We um we we've got 50 breweries, well actually 52 today. We've uh, announced a couple more latecomers, Hammerton and Kelt. But um the majority uh so Thursday Friday again will be a little bit more of a regional local-ish bent and then um Saturday and Sunday um more UK wide. Uh, but I think, well, for me personally, um, because uh, I'm a bit of a of a girls freak, so to have Pierre Tilkin come to the festival for the whole time is is pretty amazing, and he's uh, he's just got a few bottles of the Mura left, so that's the special tasting with him, and I'm also quite pleased that he's doing a talk on blending. So anyone who's interested in you know, it's sort of the the. It's kind of a, a where brewing science and art uh, come together because it's 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 such an intricate sort of thing to blend beer. Um, so he'll be doing a talk about that. Um, but yeah, we, I'm I'm really excited. We're having a bit of a Norwegian invasion with the Lervig guys, um, and they're also going to introduce us to a couple of other. Uh, Norwegian breweries in a special tasting that will be announced soon. Um, and yeah, I think, uh, right, I mean, I'm I'm just excited to see a lot of newcomers on the UK scene. I mean, from, from up our way, from Hebden Bridge, Vocation have been doing some wonderful hoppy stuff. Um, it's, yeah, it's, I think um, it's, this is really sort of uh, hopefully the breakout year for, for Indie Man, uh, you know, for, for anyone who's not been um, to experience the, the breadth and depth of, of beers that are out there across the UK and that we're bringing in. I'm really excited about Firestone Walker too because David Walker is going to be there. Woohoo! Okay, so you, you, mentioned, uh, you mentioned a couple of events there. You've got events all across the weekend um, going on. Some you're going to have to book in advance. You're going to have to buy tickets for others. You'll just be able to turn up if you feel like just yes. going and, and joining in in one of them. Um, you've got some great food lined up as well for this year. Yes, we have. We've got the wonderful bundle bust from Leeds. Um, anyone that's been to Leeds and has been to theirs will, will know how great they are. I'm, I, I love those guys and what they do. Um, we've got Fish And also from Leeds doing uh, fish and chips, and they usually use um, you know some some beer that's local for the beer battered version. Um, we've got who else have we got? Oh, we've got Honest Crust, amazing pizzas. Can't go without pizza and beer. Um, we've also got uh, Almost Famous back burgers and Great North Pie, who just do astoundingly great pies. Um, so yes, you should be able to uh, fill up and uh, you know get get your mojo back if you're feeling a bit hungry. We've also got great snacks back. The guys from Epicerie Ludo are going to be doing their baguette and cheese and charcuterie, and we are back and 
our good friends at Karkley, Kumar is going to be around. We've got the coffee guys from Idle Hands. If you need a caffeine, uh, pick me up uh, in between. And uh, yeah, and we've also got the um, the lovely guys from Square Root. Um, so if you if you need a soft in between, uh, they'll sort you out. So hopefully. Everyone will find something to drink. Uh, we got some cider people in as well as usual. So, um, yeah, we're, we're, we're trying to uh, to get everyone involved and hopefully uh, make everyone feel happy and, and satisfied with the event. Well, it, it sounds amazing. It's less than four weeks away. I can't wait. Um, <laughs> are, there, are there any tickets left for people to get hold of? Yes. So Thursday night, we've still got tickets. Um, we just announced today we're, we're doing a bit of a sort of state of the UK beer industry and beyond chat. So uh, Connor Murphy of uh, Beer Battered is going to compare that. Um, we've got uh, Maggie from Beer Hawk. Um, John Keeling from Fuller's is going to be there, which is uh, amazing. It should be great to get his perspective on things. Uh, Mark Wellsby, who um, is the head brewer and co-owner of Runaway Brewery in uh, Manchester, small brewery, and by small I mean small, five barrel, and Paul from Cloudwater, and hopefully, I think it's uh, it's it, it'll happen. Stu McKinley from the Easty Boys to give us the sort of truly international perspective um, on the Thursday night, and uh, there's also tickets on Sunday. So um, yes, there's still opportunity Friday day as well. If you feel like uh, getting your your weekend started early on the Friday, so uh, do join us if you can. We'd love to see you. And and where do people find all the information? You can find it at indiemanbeercon.co.uk um, and slash tickets will take you to the tickets. And as you mentioned, some of the tastings will be pre-ticketed. Um, got probably a couple more to come up but uh, plenty uh, plenty if not all of the sort of general talks will be just uh, rock up if you're interested and if you fancy it and uh, we'll we'll have a daily sort of digest of what's happening on the day and um, there's a fair amount of fringe events happening in Manchester too so fret not if you've only got a ticket for friday day let's say um friday night sees a tap takeover from uh, brew by numbers at brewdog manchester and uh, they've also kindly said they will do a sort of after hours event on the friday um the font in manchester is having a howling hops takeover um actually the font in town as well as in charlton and they're going to be doing a, a breakfast deal as well. So hang on to your ticket or have it on your phone or keep your stamp uh, legible and you'll be able to um, score a breakfast at the font and at Common as well. So there's loads going on in Manchester. Manchester's really uh, gearing up for a big weekend. Okay, well, like I say, I can't wait. Thank you for coming on the show to, to share the lowdown with us again. No, thank you, Steve. Thanks, Mark. Really appreciate the time and, and your patience with me as well. So now on to the rest of the news. Um, this week, Thornbridge and Waitrose crowned the winner of the Great British Homebrew Challenge 2015. Um, loads of entries again in this. This is, uh, if you remember back to last year, this is the beer that will now be produced and will be available in Waitrose stores. This year's winner was a gentleman by, by, gentleman by the name of Will Alston, who brewed a beer called Rhubarb de Saison. Now, 
guess what? I'm what? not going to be rushing out to get that. Um, <laughs> I wonder why. It is a um, style, Saison style, that originated in France. Um, and he's also used rhubarb fresh from his own allotment in the brewery. So that will be on the Thornbridge online store and in selected Waitrose stores in October. Um, also in awards news this week, the International Beer Challenge um, 2015 winners were announced. Um, some um, standout ones. I mean, there, and there, there are literally hundreds of winners in this thing, so there is no way I'm going through the whole list. Um, but the ones that I just want to point out are uh, UK Brewer of the Year was Beavertown Brewery. Um, Retailer of the Year was Marks & Spencer. Supreme Champion Beer was a beer called Baden Baden Whit Beer. And the Supreme Champion Brewer, again, was Beavertown Brewery. So congratulations to Beavertown and to Marks and Spencers for bringing home awards in the International Beer Challenge. If you do want to see the hundreds of winners that are announced, um, www.internationalbeerchallenge.com backslash 2015 hyphen winners will take you to where they are at. Um, other news, um, the Craft Beer Carnival. Now, mate, this is the uh, the 50 quid a ticket. Oh, yeah. Thing. Yeah, it's been cancelled. Hey. Um, <laughs> uh, no surprise there from any quarter, I think. Um, they're saying <laughs> it was cancelled due to reasons beyond their control. Um, but, yeah, it's been cancelled. They are saying that they're still going to do something with the beers that have already been imported and arrived. Um, if you're interested in, in what's going on with that, just keep your eye on one of the Craft Beer Co's feeds on Twitter. Um, the Big Beery Night is coming next week. Now, this was something that happened in the space of me getting on a plane to, to go to Dublin. And by the time I landed in Dublin, it had all been sorted. Um, got chatting to Phil Hardy on Twitter um, about the amount of stop drinking in this month, stop for this month, don't do anything in this month campaigns they are, and the damage that they do to the industry. And we said, what, what, wouldn't it be great if we could actually turn that on its head? So what we've come up with is, is an idea of, of, of a big beery night. So this is going to take place on Friday the 25th of September, which is the same day that Macmillan um, do their big coffee morning. Um, we're going to go in the evening, and, and the idea is a very simple one. It's um, donate the cost of the beer that you drink on the night um, to Macmillan. We're hoping to raise a thousand pound that's the target we've set ourselves because we think there's enough people out there that if everybody pays for their pint mm -hmm. on the night we should hit that target we should smash that target there's more information on our website about it there's more information on our twitter feed about it um just just give whatever you feel you can give um because it's a great charity and it's a charity that's affected lots of us indeed it only takes a few hundred people to hit that target as well if yeah. you all donate the cost of a pint and and we'll smash it so. we will you will well done, mate. That, that's one of those things where you come up with an idea and within the space of, like you say, a short plane hop, it's turned into a mass social media event and there's a hashtag going wild. Because I was, I was getting notifications on my phone saying, you know, these all of these people are tweeting about Big Beery Night. And I think, what the fuck is this? And then you sent me a text saying, I've come up with an idea. <laughs> well, it wasn't all me. The, the, the idea was probably 75% Phil. Um, yep. you, you can follow Phil at it's F I L R D. Don't know how you pronounce that, but um, you can follow him on Twitter 
Um, he's written a post about it. I've written a post about it. Miles, I know you've joined in and you've written a post now yeah. uh, about it. And this is what we're trying to do. We're trying to encourage other bloggers and other broadcasters to write about it, to make the posts personal to them, and then to include the link to the Just Giving page. And, and yeah, Phil came up with the idea. I kind of ran with it. And, and then, like you say, by the time I, I landed in Dublin and got on the bus and was on the free Wi-Fi, everything was sorted by the time I hit <laughs> Dublin city centre. So um, hopefully um, we can hit it. Uh, there'll be more updates on, on next week's show. Um, but also just, just to mention as well to, to another uh, big follower of the show, so Sean Smith um, at Plim Sean, um, he's actually starting um, tonight. He's donating the price of a bottle of beer every night up until the 25th of september wow. which by my reckoning is about 11 or 12 nights so sean you're you're an absolute legend mate thank you for that what a talk uh, yeah Great absolutely course. absolutely just just give what you can that's what it's all about so one final news story this week it's been a bit of a, a dragged out news but there's lots been happening again we're still catching up with the news feeding through over the summer and this was the story that broke Twitter last week. Um, <laughs> Lagunitas sold out as many quarters of the craft beer world um, put it. Um, they sold a 50% share in their company to Heineken. Um, now, what this means is, is basically it's opening up distribution for, for, for Lagunitas. It means they're going to be able to get their beers uh, into more places, more people seeing their brand, more people drinking it. Now, the, the issue comes with statements that the owner of Lagunitas has said in the past, particularly um, that he would rather die than sell his brewery to anybody. Um, and, and that's what a lot of people got quite upset about. However, that's not necessarily the news story. That's just one part of the news story. The second part of this story is that within minutes, Brewdog had announced that they would no longer be stocking Lagunitas in their bars, which I feel is a little bit of a knee-jerk reaction to, to somebody, to, to the announcement. And that links in very, very seamlessly this week, mate, to this week's hot topic well done look at that i'm I'm trying i'm trying to fit it in somewhere um so um not so much we're not interested in in what you think about the 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 lagunitas heineken um merger investment whatever you call it what what we're interested in is the reaction to it simple question and i'll put this one to miles first as well seeing as he's the guest um miles do you think the reaction to it has been over the top um probably um but that's given how many people are able to comment um i'm sure the the the, the world of twitter gives everyone a platform to, to make to make that comment um i can see the uh, the reaction to what's been said in the past or what what has happened and that causing a bit of shock um but at its core, you think, well, you know, what, what, what does it actually change? And you won't know that until sort of it's it's played out um, in in full. You know, people will make statements that the the beer won't be as good anymore. That it, you know, it's all going to go downhill and stuff. But until until you actually sort of see the the, the consequences flow through, you, you 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 just don't know that. Okay, so. I mean, along the same sort of lines as obviously earlier on in the year, we heard that SAB Miller had invested in in Meantime Brewing. And and then again, over the summer, there was the announcement that it's actually now being 
um, blended with with with, with another uh, mainstream beer, um, which is kind of filtering down the quality of meantime beers. Possibly, I'm not sure whether we're going to get to the stage where we see a, a Lagunitas Heineken blend, um, but it certainly does. As I say, it gives them more more outlet to get their beers out there, and I don't think anybody can count can't really comment on it until. Um, they've 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 seen whether there's any change in the quality of the beer. Um, Mark, what what about yourself? What what do you think on this one, mate? Uh, well, as far as Brewdog's response goes, well, you know that they tried to champion independent um, craft breweries, so I can't fault them that much for wanting to pull a Heineken product off their shelves. It is a bit knee jerky, but you know if that's if if that's their philosophy, then you know Fairfax to them it's their business; they can do what they want. Um, as for the Lagunitas selling up, you can say that you, you would rather die than sell your brewery, but we don't know what business pressures the owner was under, or you know they they may have been dipping into the red, and selling out was a be- good way of keeping the business going. So I, I don't know what the situation there is. Personally, I think it's all a bit of a Storm in a pint glass, really. There's um, also the the disappointment that um, there's a there's a chance that being more cost aware as a brewery, they might not be as able to experiment with flavours and, and and drive different styles of beers. They might just be maximising the profits from the beers that are already got in existence, which would be a shame. But saying that, having someone like Heineken behind you kind of removes that cost aware. Situation in some elements, I suppose. I'm sure that That they'd be more likely to sort of be looking for to maximize profits from it, though. We'll be keen to hear the listeners' views on this, so let us know using the hashtag hot topic um, on the Lagunitas Heineken situation. Was the reaction over the top? What are your thoughts? Right, shall we get into this week's beer then, guys? Please, yes. Right. I feel like I've been talking a lot before we got <laughs> to this point. Well, you always do when it's news time. Yeah, maybe you should do it one week. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right, as I said at the top of the show, it is Jake Head IPA from Willem Brewery. Is that how you pronounce it? Willem? Wyland. Wyland Brewery. My apologies, I didn't mean to get it wrong. This is 6.3%. Wyland Brewery. From my quick pre-show research, I've been going since 2000, and um, people who work there have beards. That's about the extent of my research. <laughs> this this is where we're kind of hoping that the number one fan's local knowledge will kick <laughs> in, um, because probably due to my festivities over the weekend in Dublin, I haven't done any research either. Um, so, um, Miles, uh, do you know much about Wyland Brewery? Bits and pieces. Okay. <laughs> would you, would you um, like to share with the listeners what it is that you? Yeah, have? they were um, established in two thousand, um, and they have sort of steadily grown um, over fifteen years. Um, and and they they've got a sort of a, a steady a steady set of beers, which um, sort of there's quite a lot of traditional style beers in in their range. Um, that have served them well o- over the years, and they're quite well well established 
to to now move into the 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 the, the craftier beers and they're now really looking to experiment with different flavors and sort of really push their their, their craft style of beers um but they're they're very much focused on the northeast market um they they've got a really strong following here um and that that is their bread and butter um they're Yes, they want they want to grow and sell more beer up and down up and down the country, but they 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 don't want to lose touch with with the local identity, um, which I, I think served them very well so far. So, and they've obviously got a really strong local following because this beer won uh, recently won the hundred hottest beers in 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 Britain, which was um, announced back in July, I think it was, um, and it saw off. Beers like um, Gamma Ray and Cannonball to to win that competition. Now, either the whole of the Northeast voted for it um, to get it that, or maybe it is getting out there a little bit further. Oh, de- de- I mean, it definitely is. Um, the 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 sort of their footing in the, in the Northeast is very strong. They've got good. They're, they're a sort of a, a good local well-established brewery Every, everyone knows their name locally um but they've also got um sort of strong tie-ins with certain pubs in town in key areas um but on top of that they do things like um craft beer call and they're, they're very much involved in that and every month they do a, what's called a boiler shop steamer which is just a an evening of the street food vendors there's live music um and and they have have their bar there and they, they have their own beers on and they've started having guest kegs on as well. Um, so in, in a lot of respects, they're, they're almost driving the, the, the local craft beer scene, if you like. Um, so that, that sort of following, they're also very active on, on social media. You know, I, I think that, that goes a long way, especially with a Twitter poll um, like that. Um, but I, I think what, what was really useful for them, they went to... Liverpool last year for, for one of the festivals down there um, and got fantastic response from that um, which again give them a, a footing over in the northwest as well you know so um, things like that are really really helping them Excellent um, and before we get into this beer because I've opened it and I'm already blown away by the aroma that's coming yeah, out of my glass lovely. it is it is stunning um, but more about that in a second um, I'd just like to thank um, Dave uh, Wylam um, because he did send these beers down to us um, to try because he was um, really encouraged by the, the interest that we showed in them. So um, thanks for that, Dave. Do appreciate it. Hope you're listening to the show this week and, and hope you enjoyed the review that we're about to give the beer. Indeedy. So talking about that review, let's start talking about the beer. Um what what aromas are you getting off it, Steve? That you're well, the the first one that leapt out of the bottle as I, as I cracked it, it was like a almost like a sticky marmalade uh, aroma to it. Mm-hmm. Um, that that straight away kind of blossomed into there's pine in there, there's caramel, there's all sorts of tropical fruits going in there. That the flavors, um, the aromas that are coming out of there 
are just absolutely amazing. What's really surprised me is the colour of it because it's a lot darker than I'd normally expect in an IPA. Yeah. Um, it's almost like colour-wise, it's almost like what you'd expect from a maybe a traditional English IPA, mm-hmm. not so much um, an American-style IPA, which I believe from the aromas that we're getting from it, this is. Yeah, I mean, you are, you are getting... Well, I'm getting some slight pine... Slight sticky orangey aromas, a bit toasty in there as well. How about you, Miles? All, all the above. Um, very much. There's a there's a hint of lemon in there just to finish it off, but it's um, it's a beer I know very well. So, um, <laughs> it, it, the 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 thing with this is it, it's it's packed with hops, absolutely packed with hops, and that's what you get. Right, let's get in then. Yeah, yeah, let's go. That's, that's like a call to action for for me. Um, cheers, guys. Cheers, guys. Cheers. So tasty. Um, it's incredibly well balanced. The flavours in that are working so well together. There's 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 the tropical fruits that we mentioned. There's hints of orange, citrus, um, a little bit of pine in there. It's a very soft finish. It's a very well balanced finish. Uh, loads of character to it as well, right the way down to that sort of like final swallow. Um, that is is really really nice. Yeah, there's lovely sweet fruits, some dried fruit flavors. Um, toasty malt flavors coming in there as well. Uh, yeah, I think it's lovely. For- for for me, it's um, you, you don't often get um, IPAs with such a strong malt character to it. Um, you know, it's laden with hops, but also the malt, the malts play a very big part in it. Um, I mean, it's a, it's a it's a big beer. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, it's taking the hand of a traditional English IPA and taking it for a trip to America. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. It's it's like. It's, it's almost like someone's taken this lovely caramel biscuit and ladened it with lovely tropical fruit hops yeah. um, and, and said, here you go, drink that. Um, it's just, yeah, it's it's incredibly well balanced. Um, it's just, just so many flavours going on in there. Um, I, can, I can understand why people really get behind this beer now um, because it is, uh, it's incredible. It's also been predominantly available um, in in keg, and sort of only recently have they started bottling it in any sort of quantities, um, which again is is probably why the, the the support's quite local. But you'll probably see more and more of it in, in sort of years to come. So, Steve, have you seen this beer down this way? I I haven't. Um, the uh, before it was storming the 100 Hottest Beers competition, um, I think Miles probably nominated it when we did the IPA poll last year. So that was probably the first time I, I heard of it. Never seen it um, commercially available um, down here and until recently when uh, the guys at Hot Burns and Black had it on their flag and feel. Mm. Um, so, but they they said they put it on and it literally went within a day. Yeah, um, pe- people were were that hot for it, and it's still the the bottles of it 
obviously when we was putting together the this season's beer list, we tried to put links to all the places where you can buy bottles of it, and there aren't very many online suppliers that that, that stock it. It it is available in Tier Modern, I understand. <laughs> okay. Well, if, if you're in London, you can pop into Tate Modern uh, and get yourself some proper art in, in the form of uh, an, an incredibly well-crafted... Um, I'm going to have to say, I, I think it's an English-American hybrid because mm-hmm. it's it's got characteristics of both styles and they just work so well. This this is an absolute stunner of a beer. Yeah, it's like someone's taking a Bourneville biscuit and spread spicy marmalade on top. I've, I've not really got a lot else that I can say about this other than I, I said to you, mate, before we started recording that I, I was close to putting a second bottle in the fridge yeah. um, because I thought the first one was going to go very quickly. Mm-hmm. I've got to say I've probably done it in about four gulps <laughs> because it's 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 so tasty and I really wish I had put that second bottle in the fridge. Miles is holding up four fingers. I'm assuming he's got four more <laughs> bottles in the fridge. I hope my wife doesn't get there first. <laughs> No, but when you first come to it, you're getting all these American flavors from it, but there's such a lingering bitterness that you're really used to from the English and English beers and more traditional um, pale ales. It, it, it's, a, it's a stunning little beer. It's, just... it's, it's, it's an absolute cracker. It is an absolute cracker. This is like the, the, the second show of season eight, and I, I feel as though we've already reached the peak. Steady on. We've got a shitload of more beers to drink. I know, this isn't but the best one. That's all right. I can say oh. that every week, though, can't I? Yeah. I like, I like that, though, because you, you get the aroma and you it, it, you expect something from the beer, and then you taste it, and there's yeah. a lot more to it than what you expect. There's so much body to it compared to what you normally get from an American-style IPA because it's got that sticky maltiness running through it as well. But like what? you said, Steve, it's, it's so well-balanced. It's got... Those great American aromas and flavours over top of this really lovely English style IPA. Well, well, like I say, I was really surprised because the minute I cracked the top, I got the aroma, um, and and I was expecting your normal sort of golden dark amber colour IPA come out, and I got a beer that was almost virgin on being the colour of traditional English bitter, um, and and it's just. From, from the look and the aroma and the feel of it, it's this is literally, um, I would probably now put this up there in at least the top 10 in terms of my favourite IPAs, having only had it once. <laughs> um, but but these, these guys are also, I'm pretty sure I saw them on the Indie Man list this year. So, yes. they're, yeah, they're going to have... They're going to have some beers at Indie Man as well. And after this sample of, of one of their beers, I will be heading straight to Wylam to try all of their beers at Indie Man. Yeah, they do um, a very good um, Cascade Pale Ale, which is particularly good at the moment. That got me interesting. That sounds great. Right, let's wind this down, Steve. Have you got an Instagram of the week, mate? Yes, absolutely. Um, uh, another new winner this week. Um, so this is a first time recipient of a great big empty box of nothing. Um, at Devin Fiachara, 
um, possibly also known as Devin Duffy Mead, uh, for posting an amazing picture of a beer that I mentioned earlier that I tried at the weekend, um, Eight Degrees Millennium. Um, very much the beer of the weekend for me. And when I saw the picture on Instagram, I was like, that's this week's winner um, because it sums my week up for me. Um, so the, that you can see that it's up on our Instagram feed. Um, it's in the show notes to this show as well. And if you want to have a go at winning your very own big box of nothing, put your picture up on Instagram, use the hashtag cheers guys and hope that your picture catches my eye. And what is coming up next week? Next week, we've got another double bill, mate. So um, I know you mentioned on the, the the launch show of season eight last week that we've got 20 beers to get through this yes. season. Yes, we have. Um, so we're doubling up again next week. Uh, we are doing two beers from the Wildcard Brewery, who are a small beery, beery, beer, <laughs> small beery brewery. <laughs> We've got two beers coming up from the Wildcard Brewery who are based up in Walthamstow, um, and that is the Jack of Clubs and the Queen of Diamonds. And we'll hear on next week's show all about how their beers are named after playing cards. Very good. Miles, where can people find you online, mate? I am on Twitter, at Miles Lambert. Um, blog, drinking, got me thinking, at WordPress. Dot WordPress. Um, and wherever you like I'll, I'll be there <laughs> keep digging very good don't forget you can get your beers from Ales by Mail beautiful beers and Ebria who all now offer a 10% discount to Beer O'Clock Show listeners on any beers on their websites check out all the details on our beer list page on the website and the website is beeroclockshow.co.uk you can find us on Twitter at Beer O'Clock Show on Instagram at Beer O'Clock Show on Untapped at Beer Show Steve. I'm on Untapped at Beer Show Mark. <laughs> and I'm not Steve. And on Twitter at Beer Show Mark. Don't forget to subscribe to our newsletter. You can do so straight from the website. And that is basically the show. Miles, thanks so much for coming on to your to your first official episode. You've been on a lock-in before, but this was your uh-huh. first proper episode, isn't it? Yeah, cheers, Miles. Nice to have cheers. you on, finally. Yeah. It's been the standout thing in this seven-day period. <laughs> well done. <laughs> nicely done. Very nicely done. <laughs> um, mate, mate, just before I, I, I step in with my official hashtag, uh, yes. not hashtag, just before I step in with my um, official catchphrase, um, just wanted to, to mention that people might have noticed that, um, unfortunately, we didn't win the UK podcast of the year um last weekend but we are really really grateful to everybody that nominated us everybody that voted for us and um we do this for for you guys the listeners um not for our own um reward and recognition so thank you all for for sticking with us and we'll keep doing what we keep doing as long as you keep listening to it indeed and who would have thought a beer podcast would get in the shortlist anyway Exactly. As far as I'm concerned, we're one of the six best podcasts in the UK right now. <laughs> yeah, yes. Right, Stevie, until next week, mate. It's been the highlight of my week. And mine. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>